We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Courtside with Christy and Gabe on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter-Scott. I'm joined by Gabe Ibrahim and Gabe. So much to talk about on courtside this week. A lot of uh, movement in terms of players uh, switching teams, but also some really, really great basketball over the last several days. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been, especially last night. Last night was fun. Um, well, we're still getting a lot of blowouts. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't know what to do about that. It's just Seattle. I mean, when Seattle is going to win by forty something points, uh, yeah. you're gonna, it's going to look pretty bad on the overall uh, game sheet. But I think you know, otherwise, we've had some excellent basketball. I think we're heading, you know, downhill towards more really good basketball as better teams start playing each other. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. I mean, you know, Seattle—they have just been on fire after mm-hmm. losing to the Mystics. Their only loss of the season. They've rattled off nine consecutive wins, and none more convincing than last night against the New York Liberty, winning by 41 points. But I mean, just the grit and hustle, and the chemistry. I, yeah. you know, there's there's really been no match as of late in the league for what Seattle has been able to do. Yeah, I'm interested when they take. I mean, they also beat. You know, a, a week ago they beat Chicago by like 18 points. Yes. So it's like that's an elite team right there. Yeah. And the only team that's gotten close is the Atlanta Dream uh, with Kennedy Carter, and she she had 30. She had 33, 35. 30, 35. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were the only team that's gotten within double digits of the Storm in the past. I think like six games. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, they're just. They're just unstoppable right now. I mean, Brianna yeah. Brianna Stewart's just – she is – I tweeted this out the other day. She's the best basketball player in the world, period. You know, there, I think there's a case for two other players. There's a case. There's a case. <laughs> there's a case. And I love well, her. I'm not saying MVP no or anything. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I thought you were yeah, taking yeah. it 
there. I was MVP's like, wait a, little... a minute now. We have some more players out here. <laughs> M- MVP is a little different of a discussion as to who is the most valuable player. Sure, sure. Brianna, Brianna Stewart, to me, is the best player in the wide world of basketball. It's like her, Giannis, LeBron. That Those are the three in the conversation who can do it on both ends, who can lead a team uh, to a title. And I think, I think Stewie just, I mean, we've never – we haven't seen what she's doing. Uh, and it's also her, her statistical line. I think I've said this a couple of times. It's, it's unmatched. Um, but in the, if you, if you kind of make it, uh, bring it down a little bit, the only other players who have done it are Lisa Leslie in 2006, uh, Candace Parker in 2008 and Neka Gumake in 2016, I believe. And guess mm-hmm. what happened? All three of those players won MVP. And, yeah. and the, so to me, I, I just think uh, Brianna Stewart's on like, another level right now and until until she comes down a little bit it's gonna be really tough to beat that team i i you know i understand what you're saying and <laughs> I, I i feel you gabe on that but however um i love brianna stewart and what she presents on the court and statistically speaking and you know the comparable stats to lisa leslie and and candace parker i i get it however Mm-hmm. I'd like to do this a lot and on the NBA side as well as on the WNBA side like if you take a player like Brianna Stewart and put her on the Las Vegas Aces or put her on the Chicago Sky like those are the only players that you move like if you take Asia Wilson and put her on Seattle what does she look like on that team put Brianna Stewart on the Vegas Aces just swap you know that show like they swap the, yeah, the yeah. wives or whatever like that okay so swap these players and what would that look like it's just intriguing to me you know it's sometimes it's the individual player but we know for certain that this is a team game so when you have the pieces around you as well yeah. that have the balance and the chemistry and and everything else that Seattle has going right now I think it's just interesting you know to to play that game and, and be a little uh, cerebral and dig deeper into um, everything, all aspects, um, not just the flat stat line. You know what yeah. I mean? But like everything that, that encompasses what makes a player great. And I mean, you can say the same thing for Giannis and LeBron, like yeah. flip them around. What does that look like? LeBron being on Milwaukee as opposed to being with the Lakers. So I think, you know, there, there are a lot of ways to, to look at that, but you know, there are a lot of players in the conversation this year, obviously, for MVP and the WNBA, and Brianna Stewart definitely um, is in the discussion. But, you know, Asia Wilson is having a season this yeah. year, although she did um, struggle offensively last night, but they were loading up on her, and that's what James Wade wanted uh, last night in that game against Chicago. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think there, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of contestants, but I understand what you mean about, about Brianna Stewart. But this I, is not. I, I, I like to play that game. I like the mental gymnastics of it all, just to to factor in every little thing and fine tooth comb it. Not just um, looking just straight at the stats of of individual players, but what makes them that way, right? Yeah. What, no. What's around them? Yeah. I think I think every, you know in all these situations, those teams just have to change. You know, a lot of what they're doing um, in in the NBA side, the WNBA side. Obviously, like you put Brianna Stewart on. The Aces, they're shooting a lot more threes. You put Asia Wilson on the Storm, they're playing a lot more through the post. There you um, go. And we were going to uh, we we're going to talk about this a little later, but we'll just let's just do it now. Um, yeah. Las Vegas, 
Chicago. Last night was an amazing game. Chicago won 84-82. A great play designed by James Wade to get Azra Stevens, the game-winning shot, wide open in front of the rim. Um, We have up on the Her Hoop Stats Twitter, there's a little video I made kind of diagramming the play. Um, It's really really neat. Uh, James Wade, I think, is probably one of the best play-calling coaches in uh, the WNBA. But my uh, to go back to what you're saying about Asia, they mm-hmm. did lo- load up on Asia. They did. And they did make it. They sent help. You could hear it on the sidelines every time Asia touched balls. Help, 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 help. Yep. And it was two. It was three people. My problem is Asia, she needs to figure out how to beat those. She needs to learn how to pass out. She needs to figure out where that pressure is coming from before the pressure comes. Because there was times – and, and this was kind of, uh, as the game wore on, you could see right. Bill Lambeer, it's a chess match. So he, he kind of, he was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to take out Carolyn Swords and put in Derrica Hamby, who's a little bit better at cutting. And, right. and you saw Derrica Hamby open at times. And my, so my concern watching this game for Asia was she needs to be able to pass out of the double team and, and be able to recognize it immediately. Because guess what? You're, you're not going to see less double teams as your career wears on. <laughs> Maybe when right. Liz Cambage comes back, but even then, you're still going to see doubles teams and, and you're going to have to figure out how to pass out of them. So I was a little concerned about that. What'd you think of, of her performance in that situation? Yeah, I, I think at one point, Gabe, in, in the beginning of the game, I believe she was one for five from the floor. And, you know, she's taking contested turnaround jump shots from outside of the paint. I know she can make those shots, but it was just extremely difficult in terms of her mm-hmm. spacing. And, you know, the way Chicago was closing on her, her feet and the ability not to turn around. That's like the most frustrating thing as a post player on the catch, like not to be able to reverse pivot and see a clear avenue or a clear option to score. So I think Chicago really did a a tremendous job at that. But but I know that Asia Wilson has seen double teams and and triple teams, you know, even at South Carolina. So I think that, you know, she's so competitive and I know that she wants to to make a play because she knows how um, invaluable her production is for the Aces. But at the end of the day, I mean, you're right. I mean, I think all players are, are continuing to develop their oh, game. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's a young player in the league and, and a lot of, of growth still to come with that. But I think that with that being said, I mean, it wasn't just a double team that she was seeing last night from Chicago. Oh, it was like full filtration to the paint. Yeah. Um, she had three or four bodies on her. Um, and if, if it wasn't three, it was three and a half. And people were in her area making it extremely difficult for her to to get a good touch. And the only time I think she got a clean touch was on a back screen action where she got mm-hmm. to the basket and and Stevens got screened off. That was her easiest look all night. And that was in the paint. And but she never got like on the block, posted a entry pass coming her way and you know the defense just collapsed on her. Like they gave her a zero. And I, I thought it was really commendable uh, again, we're talking about the the ATO by James Wade at the end of the game. But I think throughout the game, just the overall game plan uh, to take uh, Wilson out of her comfort zone, I, mm-hmm. I think was really good. But even in spite of that, she still had, what does she have, 18, 18 no. points? She had 11 points, eight rebounds, four assists though. Five oh, blocks as well. Assists. The five blocks, yeah. I don't know why I thought she had 18. Maybe it was, she shot 18 shots. So it was her, she shot a lot uh, though, right? Even in the... And yeah, she well, she was three of twelve. Three uh, of 12. Angel McCautry had seventeen on fifteen shots. Ah, Angel wasn't. That's what yeah, it was and Angel. Yeah, everyone struggled. To be clear, it wasn't just Asia struggling, no, no, no. and that's what happened. You know, it it kind of 
that's why that Chicago is able to send those double, triple, quadruple teams all game. Yeah. yeah. Because they the other players weren't hitting shots. And no, obviously, I, I, you know, I think a, Jackie Young was one for 10. Kalen Crow was yeah. five for 16. And that's the thing with, with Vegas, you know, they're a team that, I mean, they shoot 36% from three, but that's not their MO. We know what their MO is. Their MO yeah. is pound the ball in the paint, get the ball inside Wilson. And, and Chicago took that away and made them, you know, rely on those outside shots that just wouldn't fall last night. Yeah. And that being said, though, the Aces did get back in that game. 11-0 run. 11-0 run until that game-winning shot by Azrae Stevens. Um, and, you know, I think it was a lot of Asia Wilson. She, it, mm-hmm. she got used to that pressure coming and figuring out exactly where the pressure was coming. Um, right. But I think it's, you know, it's the challenge of spacing. And this is, you know, yeah, we, we – we talk a lot about the three-point shooting for the aces, but really the three-point shooting is not the issue. It's the, it's just the spacing that right. comes from the three-point shooting. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and when you, when you have everyone's crammed in there, it's way easier to send those double teams and triple teams and quadruple teams to Asia mm-hmm. and still be in a position. And I think um, Chicago probably communicates a little bit better than other teams will. Um, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not too, I don't think this is like a harbinger of things to come for, for Asia, um, right. but she will, she will have to figure out how to manage that. Um, yep. Yep. And, and I think it just comes with shooting too. Absolutely. Uh, they got to knock those shots down. I mean, she had those four assists, but you know, when you have players shooting one for 10 and, and so forth, it makes it tough to capitalize on how you're being played as a post. You gotta, you gotta make those shots. And if it's not jumpers, then, you know, catch it and get to the rim. Mm-hmm. right take it to the take it to the basket if the shots aren't falling for you and here's the best stat i think for vegas if you're a vegas fan this is what's going to make you happy okay so the the chicago sky shot 50 51.4 from the field 32 percent from three which that's probably a little low for them but still mm-hmm. um and the aces shot 37.8 percent from the field and that's yeah. that's way low for them because that of where is. they take their shots absolutely so, so you gotta be a little happy that okay we lost by two to a really good team on a bad night, not just for our star, but for everyone. So, you right. know, we, we got some intel, but I think we'll be okay. Um, yeah, yeah. On the other side, how about Courtney Vandersloot, though? What you have oh, is... 15 and 15. 15, 15, right? and six. And six, almost a triple-double. But she, you know, I, I just think that her ability to survey and make plays – I, I don't think it's talked about enough. And I know that Azaree Stevens, I know she made the game-winning shot, and kudos to her for her yeah. staunch defense all night long on Wilson. Tremendous job by her. But when you're talking about setting the table for your teammates and also having the ability to knock down shots, I mean, she hit those two consecutive threes down the stretch that were impactful, to say the least, for her team and and to gain that kind of, offensive uh, traction that they needed at that moment. I mean, she just knows, she just knows what the team needs. And I think, you know, I was trying to, to read lips after the game and they had a shot of, of Sloot on the, um, in the huddle after the game was over. And she was like, that's what we need to do. We need to stay tough. We need to stay disciplined. And that's what she brings to the table. So it's, it's one thing to say that and not do it yourself mm-hmm. right but it's another thing to command that of your team and not only command it of them but to have the integrity behind your words like courtney vandersloot has behind her words yeah. i mean she comes out there she is the consummate pro 
she's team first in, in all aspects. And that doesn't just mean I'm going to just distribute the ball. That means I'm going to distribute the ball when I need to, but if we yes. need to score and I can score flat out, I'm scoring. And that's what she proved to me last night. And those 15 assists were, were just amazing. And as one off of, of uh, Tisha Pinachero's 16 mm-hmm. um, assists, which is a league record. So, I, and I love Tish. And we know what she yeah. did as a player, just amazing in terms of being a magician on the floor. But I just think the way that Courtney Vandersloot possesses this poise and confidence about her, I think it just, it transcends like any X and O, you know? And I think she said it too, to Holly wrote after the game, she said, you know, the play was for me to get downhill and get to the basket. But then I saw Z, yeah. Azure Stevens, dive down to the rim. So yeah. she was wide open. So I, I got it to her. And, you know, I, I just think that's what that's what it's all about, right? The play oh, was yeah. for her to, to come off some screens and get downhill and get to the basket. But the read that she made in a split second of time was executed to perfection. And, you know, I, I don't think enough is said about um, how well yeah. she – serves her team she serves her team and other teams now as well i mean obviously well, azrae azrae too and you point this out on twitter she makes a great re-roll into the basket because you yeah. know I, you could hear the play call that was really cool yep. espn had the play call from james wade that. yeah and he didn't tell he didn't tell azrae stevens to roll to the rim he didn't yeah. tell salute to look for look for someone at the rim that was what? just them saying okay we know how to play basketball together and we period. like doing it period and that's that's the beauty of the game is like, it is. You know, I think the aces, I, I haven't watched the whole fourth quarter. I'm pretty sure they changed up their, their pick and roll coverage on that last play, knowing that mm-hmm. something like this was going to happen. Sure. And, and, and Slew just read it. And so did Azrae and Azrae looked at the rim and said, well, there's no one here. And Allie right. Quigley's in that corner. And if you leave Allie Quigley in that corner, guess what? That's a three point. That, that's easy right. money <laughs> for from right. Slew to Quigley. So, right. um, I just, you know, I love, love, love watching this team play basketball together. It's just yeah. so much fun. And Diamond to Shields, yeah. huge last night. Five of, yeah. five of nine, 12 points. I'm pretty sure all of them came in the second half. Um, Ten of those points came in the second half where she was yeah. four or five. She got and, loose. And and you, you saw your 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 tweet, too, about um, the screen assist by Dolson. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Right? I mean, that made the defense commit in different ways in terms of help or mm-hmm. not, you know, they weren't there in time, you know, to, to get Steven. So you got to set solid screens and that's an understated quality too. Yeah. In uh, players like Stephanie Dolson, who just put a body on you. Not on this podcast. It's not understated. Not on this podcast. We're going to call out every single <laughs> screen that Steph Dolson. That's right. On the court side. That's where we sit court side and say, look at that screen. But <laughs> I think with Dolson though, man, I, you know, she's six, six and just, she's so, solid in terms mm-hmm. of understanding why she's doing things it's not because james wade just said set a screen and let's run this play but she has to not only orchestrate that like not just where the whiteboard says stand right here like a robot and yep. run this play no she's she's making reads as a screener too so you have stevens making a read as a roller because of how the defense uh, committed to that that action but you also have, you know, sloop making decisions because of the same yeah. thing. But it all is predicated upon how Dolson sets that screen. 
Yes. Like none of the rest of that play happens if Dolson doesn't set a quality screen for Stevens and you know, but it was for Slu. It was it was just good. She, I mean, it was for, for everybody a plus on that play. I mean, coach gets an a plus. Uh, the players get an a plus for execution. All yeah. five. I mean, they you know what Steph. They what I love about Steph Dolson's screen, and it annoys the hell out of her opponents, is that it's she sets it right at that last second. Where if she if she's a if she's a half second later, they're probably gonna call a moving screen because guess yeah. what, that screen was probably a moving screen. She didn't give a yes. lot of buffer zone for for no. Asia, no. Um, but she sets it right like right at the last second, so yeah. it's like perfect, and that annoys the hell out of her opponents and makes her one of the best screeners in the WNBA. Um, right. I think you know, and you're you're a coach. You could you could tell you, I, you could tell me more about this, but. I love the there's like simple structure in Chicago's offense. And it's more structured than I think, you know, you see in DC or even in, in Indiana right now where mm-hmm. DC, I mean, DC this year's a little different, but last year DC was just all, you know, motion, move the ball yep. from sideline to sideline, get a shot. Yep. Chicago's offense, there's a little bit more structure. There's okay. We're the, the first action is planned. Then he's re, coach Wade is relying on, those reads from his great team who yes. understands how to play together. Right. Um, and I just really, really think that that is what separates this team from the pack in terms of their play calling, why it looks so pretty. Right. I, I just think also, you know, the continuity of having players who yes. know each other. Well, mm-hmm. I think that makes a big difference in, you know, where players sweet spots are. If you're, Courtney Vandersloot, you know exactly where each of your teammates wants the ball. That's why she had 15 assists. Mm-hmm. So I, I think just the the overall continuity of their roster, I think, is a bonus as well. And, and I think another that's another reason why Seattle's doing so well. I mean, they have continuity yep. in their roster. And I, there's a lot to be said for that. And without a lot of practices, without um, a lot of time with training camp this year, it, it, it just serves these teams with the – with the connective mm-hmm. roster, it serves them well. And, and we've seen that time and time again. So I, I just think that just the overall chemistry, like you said, and, and the execution. And, and as a coach, I mean, you can write whatever you want to write down, yeah. you know, on the whiteboard at a timeout mm-hmm. or at practice and blah, blah, blah. But guess what? If those kids don't set those screens, if those kids don't execute and make quality high basketball IQ reads, you're going to suffer and you're mm-hmm. going to turn the ball over. You're going to take bad shots. You're going to, you know, and, and there has to be a, a level of discipline is what Courtney Vandersloot was talking about after the game last night. There has to be a level of discipline and there has to be selflessness in that discipline to be a great team. And you've seen it on every level, every championship team, there has to be a level of, I want it so badly for us. It, yes. it can't be a yes. for me thing. It, it's for us. And once that page is turned and every single player um, adapts and embraces that kind of focus, it's a monster. I, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen too much basketball. You know when it's there. And you know when it's not there. You know when selfish uh, basketball is being played. People are getting looked off um, in their sweet spots mm-hmm. as opposed to just making the play. But you want to go, you know, um, and one mixtape and, and <laughs> fire up shots that clank off the backboard, yep. you know, 
because of YouTube or whatever you're trying to do. It's, it's embarrassing, you know, for the game. It's embarrassing yeah. for the game. And, you know, as coaches, like, we have to stay in guard for that kind of thing and not allow that to, to infiltrate, especially these young kids. And, you know, Steph Curry takes a ton of shots uh, from where he takes them. Dame Lillard, same thing. And for the WNBA, you know, these like Courtney Vandersloot, she works her butt off. Quiggs, she works her butt off. Like these are, they don't just step out and play these games. There's the underbelly of the work ethic and the discipline and the mentality that's necessary on both sides of the ball. Cause you can be a selfish defender too and not help. Like I got mine and good luck with yours and you can get yelled at. But I mean, there's gotta be a level of selflessness. uh, And that, that turns the page to, to quality basketball. And that's why it's so pretty to watch on both sides when you have players who, um, who want it for each other more than just for themselves. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh-oh. Let's say, let's say we get this five-game playoff series in what would be the semifinals. Um, who, between the aces and the sky, who Ooh. you got? Ooh. Five-game series. Ooh. First of all, I would love it. Number I'd one, love it. Yes, we need this. And it better go five games. <laughs> yeah. um, and it better go to overtime in game five. It will. Um, good. See, I love it. Uh, let's just go with – because Chicago has, has won both this year mm-hmm. against Vegas, I'm going to go with Chicago. Okay. Overtime – um ato situation james wade's gonna come out of the bag with uh, some kind of a great play and mm-hmm. flute's gonna make a, a great read off of it and somebody's gonna be the recipient of a great pass or get rebound i don't know I, I just think chicago may have the edge there just because of how well they they play defense and if they can continue to contain asia wilson the way that they did on three of 12 shooting yeah. for the 11 points. I mean, if they can contain her and do their job everywhere else and, you know, limit second chance points, which is something that the Aces have led the league in all year, I, I, I might have to go with Chicago, Gabe, and five. I, I'm, I'll, I'll take the opposite here. Um, okay. Just because be, I've been saying, like, Asia is my – Asia has been, like, my MVP pick, although I'm, I'm probably going to end up picking – Brianna Stewart if, if <laughs> Seattle's this good and she's that good like the depth sorry I can't I can't make That's the rules indeed. here um yeah. but the aces I just don't think they're gonna shoot that badly again and I don't think I don't think if you play Asia Wilson five games you're gonna be able to keep her off that left block as much as Chicago did last time I mm. think there will be adjustments I think there right. you know in a, in a five in a five game series Bill Lambier is gonna figure out a way to get Asia Wilson on the left block. And if Asia Wilson gets on the left block, it's over. It's been over all year. If, if you let Asia get the ball on the left side, yeah. guess what? That's, that's at least the bucket. That might be an and yeah. one too. Yeah. So I think uh, the Aces have, a, have a, um, a straightforward way to just clo- – to, to make – you know, to, to get buckets. Yeah. Um, I think they played def- – they played, they played pretty well defense. Yeah, they played defense. pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right what they there. they had they only had four steals. They only turned the ball. Over. No, that's a that's a misnomer right there. Now they have four turnovers. I don't know that the stats website is freaking me out for a second. They didn't force <laughs> a lot of turnovers. Is the point. Um, right. 
And I think they will do a better job of that. I don't know. Angel only played 21 minutes in that game. I'm not sure if they just needed more three-point shooting down the stretch, and that's why, um, you know, the lineup was a little different. And this, yeah. and, and Daniel Daniel Robinson's been playing really well. Um, she has, she has, and yeah, Angel missed. I think it was like the last three minutes. Yeah, she wasn't in the game, and then she came in and inbounded the ball. Yeah. which I thought they were going to go to Wilson right there on that block. There was like, uh, I think there that was, was a plan. There was a back screen, right. For, mm-hmm. for Wilson on that left block. And they had the, the sideline out of bounds right there. Uh, maybe it just wasn't a clean look because you could see angel after she triggered, triggered the pass in to McBride, I believe. Was it McBride yeah. up top? Uh, she, she, she inbounded to Daniel Robinson. Was it Robinson? Jack three. And she pulled it. Yeah. But she, you could tell the angel was like pointing, like get the ball down the Wilson, but it didn't have a lot of time for an extra pass. And then, you know, repositioning, if you will, on the catch, like it had to be straight in, make a move, make a move. It was like, what was it? 2.9 seconds? Yeah. 2.9 seconds. Something like that. So yeah, that, that was, that was rough, but she came in at that point, but she had been out, like you said, for about three minutes when both teams mm-hmm. are kind of jockeying for the lead. So, I, I mean, I just hope we get that series. I That's all. Too. You know, we're, 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 we're picking, but who cares? I don't care. <laughs> as long as we get the basketball, that is fine. Whoever, exactly. may, whoever needs to make this happen, I don't care what we have to do if we have to change the entire playoff format. Get me five games of this series. Exactly. Just get me five games. I don't well, – the NBA just completely overhauled their playoffs. We can do the same thing. Who hey. cares? Let's go. <laughs> Put him in a five-game series. Um, it would be fun. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, do you, do you want to flip over to a team that's not playing significantly worse basketball in the Washington Mystics, even though they're our team? Yeah, we got to do it. We got to do yeah, it. And it. there's a lot to talk about, a lot of yes. roster movement for the Mystics mm-hmm. lately, Gabe. And I, I think they, they had to do it, right? Um, yeah, they did. With Essence Carson and, and Shea Petty. Um, both being waived and, and going with the youth movement, you know, getting a couple of rookies. Um, one, Shook Sutton, um, was recently signed um, for the Mystics. And, you know, she was, she was drafted last in the WNBA draft this past season out of Texas. Teammates with Ariel Atkins at Texas as well. But, I mean, she's a bona fide point guard. And yep. I think um, her speed and strength at that point guard position is is going to bolster what uh, Washington loves to do, which is push pace. But they've got to get the the defensive stops necessary, and and also Stella Johnson, um, the rookie out of Ryder, their all time leader in scoring, two thousand one hundred sixty seven points. Um, you know, Off the top of your head. She can. Wow. Well, we have a game tonight, so I have like <laughs> I have too many tidbits uh, in my in my head floating around, but. Uh, yeah, just I, I think two really great young players, and and like Leilani Mitchell said, you know, they have fresh legs. You know, we've been playing every other day, and and they did get a little rest after their game Saturday, and now uh, suiting up tonight against Atlanta. But you know, here are some young players who Mike Tebow says, hey, we're we're giving them a look to see if they can stick with our team. We're looking big picture, and yes, this is an opportunity right now in the small picture. And, you know, yes, we want to get off this, this losing skid, but, you know, we didn't get to see Suge Sutton mm-hmm. in training camp. You know, they released her before she even had a chance. So here's your chance to play half a season to see if you're the right puzzle piece for what the Mystics will look like next year. 
right? And mm -hmm. I think it's just a, a fantastic uh, situation for these young players to have that opportunity and, um, and to prove themselves as pros. I, I do wonder if there's a there's an element of, you know, doing doing your veterans a solid because um, Essence Essence Carson ended up in Connecticut, a yes. contender, and yeah. uh, on Twitter I just saw Shay Petty is now in Phoenix. She just signed, so she's well, also with the contender. Oh um, boy! And she may get some minutes, and I I think you know. This organization really prides itself on um, player development and doing right by players, and I think maybe they, yeah. maybe they know, you know, maybe Ariel Power is not going to be, you know, back for a while, so they may be saying, okay, it's time to tool, like you're saying, tool up for next year, um, and go with the sort of youth movement, and we're going to do solid, we're going to do right by our veterans, exactly. and make sure they can get to a new team that where they can compete. Um, I do want to ask you, I, you know. I really like Stella Johnson. I think I she she can she can be a part of this team's future. I don't know enough about Suge Sutton. Uh, I'm sorry. Like I don't I don't watch a ton right. of college basketball. Um, <laughs> but I know, yeah, um, she. I just think Stella. You know, she came in. She played 20 minutes the day after she got signed. Mm -hmm. um, I think she can she can put the basketball in the hoop, which yeah. that that is what Mike Tebow is looking for. You can, if you yeah. can put the basketball in the hoop, you have a you have a space on the Mystics. She's a good shooter. Um, she was kind of just playing pickup with the Mystics the last game, so I, I'm really excited to see what she can do uh, with the offense, with knowing the offensive playbook. Um, because I do think you know she could be a she could be a part of this future, and she could be someone that hey maybe they don't get minutes next year, but the team's salary cap, you know, the salary sheets are, are getting a little complicated for the Mystics as we go forward here. So they're going to need some youth to, to keep up their run, especially when EDD and the, the whole yep. team gets back. Um, yeah, no question. I do, and then I do Jackie, hope one of these. Yeah, da Jackie. Yeah, Jackie Jamelos too. I'm sorry for interrupting there, uh -huh. uh, Gabe. But, yeah, Jackie Jamelos also. I mean, this is the player who had, you know, five ACL tears eight knee surgeries in 15 seasons. Now, this is like counting when she was in high school and college at um, USC, Southern Cal. And, uh, you know, just to be given another chance in the league, I think it's something that, that is great for her as well. I mean, she's 31 years old, but, I mean, this is only, you know, her third taste of the WNBA, you know, after 2015 stint and then a 2018 stint and then this year, and played a handful of games in the league. So just to have another opportunity and another player who can shoot the ball, yep. like just flat out nail some threes, they need that, you know? And um, never have enough shooting. Ever, exactly. ever, ever, ever. Especially with Mike Tebow as your coach, you never have enough shooting. Mm -mm. Let it fly. If you're a shot maker, let's go. And, yeah. and let's take quality shots with great spacing. And that's another player that can open up the, the spacing and the floor for Washington for sure on offense. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited to see all of them. Um, first and foremost, I mean, I really am most excited to see Ariel Powers whenever she comes back. Yeah, that's what this team needs. You know, yeah. seven game losing streak. The, the only the thing that they need the most is Ariel Powers to come back. Um, yeah. Tonight, they have Atlanta. Mm -hmm. At what time is the game at? Seven o'clock p.m. NBC Sports Washington Monumental Sport Network. Week pass, all of that. So yeah, can, seven o'clock p.m. It, it's gonna be great. 
<laughs> you can hear Christy talk more about the uh, the mystics more in depth with Megan McPeak. Yeah. Um, who? Uh, but the they got a win tonight. <laughs> you know, I don't want to. I know it's only the middle of the season, right. but uh, I believe Richard Cohen of her hoop stats um, had had put somewhere that basically you're going to need nine wins to make playoffs. They're at three and seven. Yeah. yeah. There's like 11, 12 games left. So they're going to need to start winning some of these games. And tonight is against Atlanta. No shade to Atlanta, but they're not a very good team, especially without Kennedy Carter. Yeah, Kennedy to figure Carter's out still out. Yeah. So they're, they're trying to figure it out. Tonight's a must win. How do the Mystics win tonight? Yeah. And, I, and, I just, and, against, and, and against Dallas too, sorry, because they do need to yeah. win that one too. And that's coming up as well. So I just think for, for Washington tonight against Atlanta, I think, you know, you have to do what you do well. And I know keys are sometimes what you want to take away from teams, uh, you know, contain uh, like an Asia Wilson or, mm-hmm. you know, pack the paint. But I think for Washington in this game in particular, especially with some young new pieces and, um, Jackie Jamelos as well, trying to get acclimated and, and included into what's going on for Washington. I think you just got to go hard. And I think it just sounds so simple, mm-hmm. but you just got to bear down and sustain a level of focus and energy and and just get mad about losing all yeah. these games. You know, I think that that kind of emotion can carry you further than um, any kind of X and O or, or whatever. I think you've got to be able to mentally execute with your grit before you can physically execute any kind of X and O. So the yep. game is one between your ears first. So I just think for, for Washington, I, I just think that they just have to bear down and, and defend and play the pace that they want to play by getting the stops and boards. And, you know, that just hasn't been, um, something that's been done consistently well. I know that they've gotten great rebounding. That's something that they have been on on point with. But when it comes to, you know, getting stops in the quarter court, I just don't think that that has been something that Washington yeah. has done well lately. Yeah. And you can't run your break if you're taking the ball out of the net, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got to get the stops and you've got to put pressure on people. You've got to contest. You've got to communicate. And, you know, Coach Tebow said on Monday this week that, you know, they went back to basics and worked on, you know, the nail defense. Yeah. And if you know what that is, that's right up the line, um, basket level, you know, so many different ways to say it, but on the nail, you know, make sure that you are in help and you are there to contain the rim and to contain the paint and not let people just uh, drive in there. And that's something that, that they had done well last season and the first three games this year. For yeah. that matter, um, they they bared down and played great defense. So I just think it's a will right now for Washington mm-hmm. more than it is um, some kind of X and O. And I think with these new young players who are trying to show what they have, I think that's going to be fun too. Um, just to see the level of intensity that they bring to the table. And that'll bring the best out of everybody who is in the mix. And yes, they miss Ariel Powers, who was leading the team in scoring with mm-hmm. 16 and a half points a game when she went out with the hamstring injury. And, you know, hopefully she'll be back sooner than later, but there's been no timetable given for her. So uh, again, another opportunity for other people to step up. Um, Aisha yep. Hines Allen, one of the most improved players in the league this year, after only averaging like two points last year has really had a breakout season. So, 
you know, the opportunity is right there for them, you know, to, to continue with that and to, to continue to, to prove um, who they are as, as professionals. And yeah. I think they, they have a great opportunity to do that against Atlanta for sure. Um, one thing I really want to see is for specifically Emma Meeson, but the entire yeah. team to yeah. stop missing bunnies. You cannot miss shots at the rim. You cannot do it. You cannot yeah. miss shots at the rim and hope to win in this league. And it's yeah. not like there's, it's exactly what you're saying. There's not an extra O there. There's not something you can scheme your way out of. It is mental. It is. Yep. This ball is going to go in that basket. And if yep. it's not, I'm going to get the rebound. And then the next shot's getting in. You know, it's like right. you just have to you have to sharpen your focus when things are going wrong. And that's yep. really, really tough to do because I know Emma is facing uh, a new type of pressure for yep. being sort of the, the lead scorer on this team. And I know she's pressing herself to do the best that she yep. can. But yep. you got it. You got to do the simple things. And I think she will. And um, I'd also really like to see Maisha Hands Allen develop her post game a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she, she got away in the first few games with just having one post move, which is being stronger and just kind of ducking in and shouldering someone out of the way and then hitting a little hook shot, um, yeah. particularly over, over her left shoulder. Yes. But I think she has to start, you know, hitting some fade, like hitting a little turnaround, you know, get, getting to the baseline and driving a little bit more. And she, she's been – She's been adding that all season, right? But you know, I, I, those shots have to start falling as well. So yeah. th- those two things would be great for me. And um, oh, as far as the nail, just in case people don't know, the nail <laughs> is right yeah. in the middle of the of the free throw line. They put a, a nail there yeah. um, when they're building a court to to help make the lines and whatnot. And that's where you're supposed yes. to put your foot when you're when you're shooting a free throw. And I, that's I also still super do important. that. <laughs> yeah, no, I still yeah. do it. <laughs> I think I think you have to, and it's also uh, the nail is crucial as to um, pick and roll coverage. You know yep. that's where you're supposed to be when you're when you're helping in a pick and roll. Um, yep. So that, that's all. That also has to be a focus. But yeah, you know, I'm with you. It's not the schemes there, and, and yeah. the shots are even there. The shots yeah. are there. You just yeah. have to start falling, yeah. and, and I hope um, that they will. Because I think if the if they don't win tonight, if the Mystics don't win tonight. And the Mystics don't win on Friday against the Wings. The season's kind of over, because uh, be, especially be that Wings game, especially that yeah. Wings game, because that's yeah. going to be the fight for the eight seed. Um, right. and, and I think they they got to win that one. Um, but speaking of the Wings, oh look at this transition. Look at um, this. <laughs> I wanted to talk about uh, Arike Gumbawale and yes. Nafisa Collier, who are <laughs> both had uh, Nafisa was um, Player of the Week. Yes. This week, yeah. Um, after some amazing performances, and Arike put up thirty-three points in a win over Phoenix. Yep. Uh, the on on Sunday, I believe. Mm-hmm. So um, those two are playing amazing, and it's always fun to see them. Um, but you know, last year we had this great debate about who, you know, who's going to be rookie of the year between Arike and Nafisa. You know, who who's going to be uh, rookie of the year? I want to bring back another debate here. Who would you rather have for oh. you know, whatever the next five, next five, next ten years, next rest of their career between Nafisa Collier and Enrique Gumbawale? Set up this a little bit more. So um, I think a lot of the debate last year focused on efficiency. Nafisa was more efficient than Enrique. Um, however, 
Arike has become much more efficient this year. And she's hitting shots um, that she should be taking, especially in the past, like, five games. She's being Mm -hmm. efficient. She's trusting her teammates. She's getting the ball out. She's not doing – last year, what I really didn't like about um, a lot of her shots was that she was, like, tapping her toes into it. So it was like, it was like James Harden. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, we're using NBA references here, but it's just easier. Um, it, she kind of does that like toe tap. She was trying to do a toe tap step back that yeah. James Harden does, like, but don't like. But now she's been really good about setting her feet, setting mm-hmm. a good base, hips, knees, ankles aligned and going up. And that's been allowing her to get over contest in the mid range. It's been allowing her to get an easier shot from three. And it's helping that she has, you know, teammates who can handle the ball and get her the ball in better areas. Right. Nafisa, on the other hand, is just doing exactly what she did last year. Uh, <laughs> in, the, in the last two games, she put up 21 against Las Vegas in a loss. And then yeah. against New York, she put up 26, 13, and 5 with two yeah. steals and two blocks. I mean, like, insane, right? And insane. her post – the post yeah. moves that she 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 was in the beginning of that game, she was just like, all right, I'm going to run to the front of the rim. There's no one that can cover <laughs> me. She would get there, she'd do an up and under, and it's a bucket every single time. And I don't know. I mean, to a certain extent, I think it's a little closer this year for, for me personally between Nafisa and Enrique. Um, but I was wondering where, where you stand uh, in terms of who you would rather have for the rest of their career. Yeah. Well, wow. First of all, that's a super tough question because yes. for me, if anyone knows me, they're going to, they're going to know I'm going to say both because anyway, <laughs> um, I don't decide well, because there's always a reason for the other one yeah. and yeah. it's just tough. But I tell you what, these two young ladies right now are playing some of the best basketball I've ever seen them play. Mm-hmm. And you're right about Arike Gumbawale and her efficiency this season. I mean, she's been in double figures all 11 games this year for Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, 55 combined points the last two for Arike. It's just insane. And I just think that her ability to just rise and fire over people. I mean, that mid-range is filthy because she gets up off the floor so well. Yes. And her release point is so high. And, and she's already, you know... I mean, she's already into her shot. I mean, it's just a beautiful jumper that she possesses, and she has confidence in it. She put in the work with it, obviously, um, and being better on balance this season for sure for Arike. But when you're talking about Nafisa Collier mm-hmm. and her ability to not only score, which I think is why she got the tip of the hat last year, and yes, it was her efficiency um, in terms of her scoring, but it was also her board work. Like she yes. had 13 boards last game. So it's like, she does other things like, and, and Arike, she's a good rebounder. She can pass the ball. She had, you know, three assists, two steals and everything like that uh, in the last game. So I get it. It's not that she only scores, but I think just the, the gaudy numbers that Nafisa Collier is putting up, not only scoring, but also rebounding the basketball. And also her defense, I think, mm-hmm. is something that kind of gives her the edge. But who would I take out oh, as a cornerstone kid, as a cornerstone player? Ooh, I don't know if I could. I don't think I can pick one. And I know that's not good for our, our courtside chat here. But, oh, man, I, I'm all about balance. So I, I think I would have to go 
5149 to fee. <sighs> yeah. I did it. See, I did it. Whoever <laughs> said she can't make a decision. Yep, there it is. Boom. Okay. 5150. I, I'm going with with fee on that, man. 47 points combined, 22 rebounds the last two games. Like yeah. she gets to the glass. I I love a uh, good rebounder. I agree. I think I think I'm still I'm it's closer for me this year like I said, but I'm still yeah. going with fee. Um, just because of her defensive upside. Like, she has defensive player of the year upside. Um, And Enrique is doing much better defensively this year. Um, And I think she's become – she was stout last year, but she's learning how to use her her kind of – her size right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But still, Nafisa brings so much to the table on both ends of the court. She can take – you know, she – um, in transition, obviously, Enrique is, I think, a little bit better because she's, uh, to me, she's one of the best players in the league at getting downhill. Um, no, no one quite gets downhill faster than her. If you're not in a stance, once she gets yeah. to half court, it's over. It's two points. But Nafisa also has a similar quality in that, you know, she's going to beat you down the court with right. or without the ball. Um, and I think she, her, her length defensively, um, she's really smart as a weak side helper. Um, and so I, I think I'd take fee, but I, I do want to say Rika has done a really good job of proving to me that yeah. she does not, she doesn't need to be an isolation scorer and she's spending less time in isolation this year. She's becoming, you know, a bit of a better spot up shooter. Um, she's doing a little bit better as a pick and roll ball handler, which, you know, that obviously depends on your big as well. But um, I'm just, I, I think, Enrique has done a great job to close the gap, but it's still yeah. fee to me. So if I had to pick a sophomore of the year, it's probably still the fee collier. Um, but fifty-one forty-nine, as close as mine was fifty-one forty-nine. Yeah. What do you have? So last year to me it was like eighty twenty. I was like, okay, fee, okay, fee fee way over uh, Enrique. This year it's probably close to like sixty forty. It's close. It's close. Okay, you know Enrique puts up another like if she put keeps putting up thirty spots, she has um this she has as many 30-point games as um, at least Liz Cambage, who I know it's not fair because Liz has not spent a, a lot of time with WNBA. <laughs> um, I don't have – damn, I should have I should have looked this up before. That's all right. But Enrique has, uh, is a t- has the 25th most 30-point uh, games in league history, and she is in her second year. Yeah. So Upside um, right there on that. And I love Enrique, you know, covered yeah. her in college, man. I, I But, boy, oh, man, Nafisa just – uh, the board work and the defense, like you said, I just – that's the edge for me. Nafisa also has a head start in terms of where these teams were last year. Like, Dallas, yeah. like, overhauled a lot of their roster to build around yes. Enrique this year. And Fee, you know, she's just in a different situation where Sylvia Fowles is still a leader on that team. They're still kind of built around um, Sill in the center. Right. Um, and I think just Fee fits – Fee fits more into something. You kind of have right. to build around Enrique. That's um, true. That's true. But, you know, building around Enrique is going to work, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I love it. and I Maybe it is a little closer for me. Maybe, maybe I'm I talking see, myself. There you go. It. That's why I, <laughs> I asked you. Let's see what you had. I love it. Yeah, for sure. But two really great young players in the league, and they're going to have a bright future for sure, both of them. So this is going to be fun to watch them continue to evolve. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna see when they play. Uh, oh, they don't play until. Oh, do they play there. 
Is that why we're talking about this, Gabe? I thought it was. I thought it was LA. Did you play tonight? LA Phoenix. Oh, I was talking the ten o'clock. Yeah, the ten o'clock is LA Phoenix, and then before that, yeah. You know, so I really should have known funny. that they were playing tonight, and that's why I wanted to bring this up. I just got really <laughs> wrapped up in our conversation. Uh, I should have known that because we're going to do a pregame show on the Her Hoop Stats YouTube page um, for that Dallas Minnesota game, and we're also going to do some live streaming during that. Although we're we're still working out the kinks with everything, so it'll kind of be like a sneak peek of a future live stream that we'll be doing i love it uh you know we're, we're just emulating you as you as your twitter broadcast was just oh, it was I, actually it was really good though the other day it was fun yeah and i know um roz gold on blue day and yeah china robinson did it uh after uh, frank hanrahan and myself and then i think roz has the game tonight the la phoenix game tonight at 10 yep, i believe that's on twitter so, yeah so it's just been fun it's the fourth year that the NBA and WNBA have been um, broadcasting live on Twitter and it's, it's just been fun to interact with the fans. I think mostly, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a conversational um, kind of broadcast. So it's not your typical play by play and color. Um, the, the people on the games, like we serve as hosts. So yeah. I think, you know, the more people who know that uh, prior to watching it, I think it, it, it really makes for um, a great experience for everyone. You know, and I know uh, Frank and I had a lot of fun just interacting with uh, with people, sending live tweets and everything like that. I thought it was fun. And I think um, we had almost, I think it was like 954,000 yeah. interactions mm -hmm. and it's worldwide. And, and that was fun. I mean, we had someone from the Philippines like send yep. a picture like I'm all set up watching, you know, this game on Twitter. And we were like, whoa, this is, this is so cool. But just to have you know, the, the connectivity of sports, especially during these times. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of lightens the spirit and the soul of, of everything that you're doing. And so just, just really grateful to uh, obviously be on here with you and to stay connected uh, to the game that I'm so passionate about. And, and you are too. We, we yeah. just love it. And I just, I think it's, it's changed my whole disposition just to yeah. have sports back. And uh, it just makes a big difference, I think, for a lot of people who, um, who love it. In the purest sense of the word. There's, I'm sure whenever you're listening to this, if it's in the afternoon, there's basketball on. You can <laughs> go. Right. And guess what? There's no wrong way to consume it. Exactly. If you want to watch on Twitter with, with hanging out with Christy in the stands or me in the stands, <laughs> awesome. You want to hang out with this courtside and just listen to the podcast? Great. Just, just watch and love this game because um, it's, been, it's been beautiful. But like yeah. Honestly, like in, in the NBA – in the WNBA, the basketball has been tremendous. Um, it has. It's been I awesome. It, I've been like, so excited. <laughs> and it's going to get better. Cer certainly yeah. in the WNBA, I think we're, we're seeing it. Like these teams are figuring out how to play. They're getting shape. They have mm -hmm. their pieces. Like we're going to see some amazing basketball pretty much from here on out. Every yeah. Night. I can't wait. The second half coming right at you full force. And, you know, like you said, I think players are in better condition right now. I think coaches have done a good job of, of maintaining their recoveries with uh, playing basically every other day. So I think we, we are going to see the best of, of all these teams uh, down the stretch for sure in the WNBA. All right, Gabe, you know, we've got a lot of basketball to watch. We were just talking about that. So we're going to go somewhere and, and sit courtside, whether it's on our couch or out on the back deck here at my house. Everybody's courtside yeah, now. Everybody's courtside. So we're all in it virtually. So you got to love that. It's, it's been an awesome chat once again with you, my friend. And we'll be back with more 
courtside with Christy and Gabe next week. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more to talk about next week. I know we had a power-packed mm -hmm. jam show today, and that's going to be it for us for right now. But continue to join us in the future and chat with us on Twitter as well. And Gabe, tell people where to find you on Twitter real quick. Uh, you can find me at Gabe underscore Ibrahim. And make sure you also follow at Her Hoop Stats on the, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, um, because I'll be putting out, I'm putting out, I'm doing some stuff with video um, and making it. like little di play diagrams. And I'm very excited about it because I figured out how to use Adobe Premiere Pro. So please go uh, follow that, follow her hoop stats on Twitter because uh, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Oh, I love that. I'm going to have my pen and paper right there because I'm <laughs> coaching and I love to steal plays. It's like recipes for me. Yes. So perfect. And I will be on that. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christy W Scott 51. And I'm very interactive, especially during games. I just love it. And you fans are fantastic. Thank you for your support of our new podcast courtside with Christy and Gabe on the Her Hoop Stats podcast network. We will see you courtside next week.